Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston sits down for a conversation with a couple of Heartlight's teens. For the past two decades, Heartlight has become the country's premier residential counseling center and boarding school for struggling teens. Founded in 1998 by Mark Gregston and his wife Jan, Heartlight is a program that not only modifies behavior, but one that seeks to offer a unique transformative journey through a relational experience that offers counseling, small group therapy, academics, and activities. We hope you find encouragement as you listen to these stories today. Alexa, thanks for being a part of the program. Tell me a little bit about yourself. What was going on in your family that you ended up having to leave home, that your parents had to place you somewhere? What was causing all the problems? Um, I guess I got into some trouble back home and just got into the wrong crowd. Friends that weren't good influences on myself and pressured me into doing things that I shouldn't have done or really didn't want to do. Wow. Why do you think you connected with that group? Because everybody says, you know, don't let your kids hang around with bad kids. And, you know, if you swim with sharks, you're going to get bit. And all these comments that everybody thinks that it's all the other kids that are that are influencing you. Were you influencing them as well? Yeah. 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 So do you think it was just kind of like um, just a group of people trying to figure out life that were just doing stupid stuff? Yeah, I mean, we were all there for each other emotionally, but we definitely influenced each other in good and bad ways. Wow, wow. Okay, so what? when did that start happening in your life? Like, what grade were you in? Probably sixth grade and is when my grades started going down. Wow. And, and so what were you doing in sixth grade that everything started to turn into a mess? I think sixth grade, I got into guys and started messing around with that. And then seventh grade, I got into drugs, and it kind of just went downhill from Okay, that, that seems weird to me. I mean, sixth grade, how old were you? Three? No, no I'm joking. <laughs> but I mean, how old were you, like 12 years old? I was 14. 14. And so so the then the drug thing starts to happen. Do you think that kind of just confused you, and then it just started spinning out more? Yeah, yeah. I would say... I never really got into like depressants, like weed or mm-hmm. things like that. Like it was always kind of more things that would make me feel better, like Adderall and Coke, like things like that. Cause I struggled a lot with depression. So I didn't want to make do stuff that would make me more depressed yeah. and like numb me. I wanted to be more. You into, wanted to feel better. Yeah. So where do you think your depression came from? I mean, like, my parents are great parents. Like, I love them a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think a lot of the time I wasn't getting the right attention from them, so I just spun out of control and was like, well, if I can't get the good attention, then I'm going to get the bad attention. Yeah. You know, do you? I think most parents go through that, where everything goes really well. You know, um, parents feel like they're doing a great job, and then people turn 12 and 13 and everything changes. 
And so your needs are a little bit different. And it and it usually takes a while for a mom or dad to kind of make that switch and realize that their child has new needs. Do you think that that you were maybe caught in that little space of time that, that you just didn't feel like you were getting the attention that you really desired? Yeah, I think a lot of it went to my older sister because she was always kind of like the hero child. She mm. was like, she got the good grades. She had the good boyfriend. She had, she's incredible at riding horses and she like yeah has like really good like life goals and just like... I know she's really struggling with other things too, but she keeps it more inside and yeah, doesn't yeah. really. Do and you were a little bit more expressive it. at an earlier age, yeah. than everybody else. Yeah. Okay. When did your parents start to realize that something's going wrong here? Seventh grade. My mom said she noticed like my grades were going downhill, and yeah, I just like started rebelling against them and just not really caring. You think the drugs had a lot to do with that? Mm-hmm. That it was changing your thinking a little bit? Yeah. When you got here, you know, was it one of those things that that, uh, it just took a while for your head to clear out a little bit to start thinking straight? Um, I think actually about a month before I got here, my parents had grounded me and I was grounded for basically probably four months. And then they told me that they were going to give me a fresh start and I was doing really good. But then I like I was sober for about a month and it was like going really good. And then I went to a party and... I didn't drink or do any drugs, but I snuck out. Yeah. So they found out about that, and yeah. everything started going downhill again. So I actually called Heartlight and was like, hey, you got a spot for me still? So You called? Yeah. God, <laughs> that's amazing. Okay, so when you snuck out, did you sneak out to be with friends, or were you sneaking out to go do more drugs? No, um, my friend was moving to Florida, and they were having a goodbye party for him. And you just wanted to be there. Mm -hmm. Well, that's kind of normal. Yeah. Okay. Did you influence your friends, or your friends influence you? Um, I think I definitely influenced them. Wow. Okay, so your parents send you away to Heartlight, where we supposedly have all these other 60 bad kids, you know, with the idea. And I say that in a way that, that... I don't think any kid here is a bad kid, and I and and yet they send you away to another group of people. What's different about this group that's all been taken away from their home and placed here? What's different about the relationships here? I think it's a lot easier to make friends here and connect with people than it was back home because Why we're all kind of on the same level. We're all like okay, we're all messed up in some way or another. Like back home, everyone kind of tried to hide it and just was like, yeah, let's do this because it's fun, not because we're trying to get away from something. Yeah, but don't you think we're all messed up? Yeah. In one sense? I mean, some people express it. Other people, as you said earlier, hide it and they don't. And so, but what I've kind of found is the ones that express it a little bit more really form deeper relationships with people than those that hide it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of like... That that we we bring all these kids here and they live here, but they really long for relationships with people and they build great relationships here. Okay, here's the million dollar question: What could your parents have done different? Like my dad still hasn't come to terms that I'm here. He didn't want me to come here because yeah. he's like you said he's scared that being around the sixty other bad kids would influence me worse. Yeah, and I would say, in some ways. I can really benefit from it, yeah. but in some ways it's kind of like, 
oh, okay, I'm really not that messed up, but yeah, I am yeah. at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Well, it means your dad's just like every other dad. Yeah. Yeah, he really is. I mean, if a dad wouldn't feel that, there'd be something wrong with him. I mean, I think every... No dad wants his daughter to go off and live someplace else and be around a group of kids that he doesn't know. And so that's kind of normal. What about your mom? My mom is a lot more understanding than my dad. Like, mm. she she struggles with depression herself. So, so she, she gets it. Yeah, she gets it. And she never really got into drugs or anything. I mean, as far as I know, she yeah. coped with it in other ways. But she was a lot more understanding. Yeah. Okay, so how long have you been here? Uh, four months. Four months. Okay. So where would you be if you wouldn't have come here? Probably out doing the same things, hmm. doing going through the same stuff. Where do you think you'd end up? If I'm being honest, probably on the side of a road hmm. in a ditch. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're here. Yeah, me I'm too. glad you're here. You know, and I'm glad for your parents too that that you're here and you're and you're finding out some new things about life that that are maybe a little bit different than what you find back at Colorado. Yeah. It's a good state. Good state. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, just different. Love your parents? Yeah. Think they love you? Yeah. Yeah, I know they do. Yeah. That's neat. I wouldn't be here if they didn't. So. That's right. You're absolutely right. Well, look, thanks for being a part of the program. I, I yeah. know that people are going to go, wow, that's that's my child. That's <laughs> Mark was just talking to my daughter. That's exactly how she is. And ho- hopefully they'll benefit from this. Thanks. Yeah. You love your teen, but lately, you don't recognize them. Your daughter starts talking, acting, and dressing like a total stranger. Your son loses all interest in engaging. You tiptoe around them, trying to get through, but unable to overcome the sudden distance between you. What happened? You're not alone. Situations like this are normal, even in the most wonderful families. Mark Gregston has walked with thousands of families going through difficult times with their teens and even experienced it firsthand. He's helped them navigate their teens' most difficult years, and he can help you too. In his book, What's Happening to My Teen, Mark shares stories of change, hope, and compassion that will give you insight and wisdom into what's happening in your home and in the heart of your teen. It's not a magic spell to fix everything but it can give you encouragement and practical advice for the road ahead. You can order What's Happening to My Teen by visiting parentingteenresources.org. Sophia, thanks for coming in and sitting down. You have a wonderful smile. I love it. I just absolutely love it. I mean, and, and I mean, you didn't look like this when you first got to Heartlight. Um, no, I did not. <laughs> wow. Tell me what was going on that even got you to Heartline. Um, so before I came here, I was struggling with anorexia. So I would go days at a time without eating. Wow. And kind of what caused that was drugs. <laughs> wow. And I would just smoke. I would do coke. I would do acid. And those things kind of just led to me not wanting to eat. And I also struggled with, like, suicidal thoughts, cutting Problems with boys, sex. Wow. Okay, that's a lot. Let's back yeah. up just. Let's back up just a little bit. When did all that start? When did the drug thing start? The drug thing started in about eighth grade. Um, my first time smoking was in a school bathroom with my best friend, 
And she convinced me it was a good idea. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. So Let's you're do smoking it. pot in the bathroom? Yes, of my Christian private school. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Now, that's not a knock on Christian schools. That's just, no, that's just, that that's just where the you way were. I chose yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so when you did that, did you know, okay, this is, I shouldn't be doing this or? I mean, I always knew it's not a good thing because you're always taught drugs are bad, but I guess the peer pressure and the curiosity just kind of took over in that moment. Yeah. So was it to solve something else that was going on in your life? It didn't start that way. Yeah. Um, But slowly it became that way because I realized like with a trip, with an acid trip, I could just take away all my problems and like explore a new life, I guess, for the next 12 hours and not have to deal with my mom nagging me or deal with the pain of like boys hurting me and things like that. Wow. And so you think that was kind of when you got into it, you looked at it, that's the way you were kind of self-medicating the other problems you were going through? I would say, yeah. As you were doing all this stuff, did your mom nag more Well, I got really good at hiding it and lying and manipulating, so she didn't really know all of it at first, but slowly she started to catch on to what I was doing, and it kind of just became a lot more as she found out, and she would ask me to not go out, and I would still go out anyways and disobey and just, like, leave the house for days at a time. And go where? Wherever. I will go to a friend's house one night. I slept outside because I had literally nowhere else to go and my phone was dead. I don't know why it's a surprise. I, I'm just kind of going, how does somebody in eighth grade start to do that? What, did you start to realize that, okay, what I'm doing isn't good, that, that this, is, this is just not good? I kind of just convinced myself it was okay. Like, in the back of my mind, I always knew it wasn't okay, but I just started to say, oh, everybody else is doing it. Like, my best friend looks the exact same way I do. Like, our lives are the same. So I just kind of told myself it was okay. Did you look in the mirror and go, okay, I'm changing? Definitely. I There was a specific moment. I was looking through pictures with my mom, and I used to be, like, quite a bit heavier, probably, like, 50 pounds heavier. Wow. And then I had, like looked at these pictures and I was like, I'm not the same person as I used to be. And it's not because I'm just growing and my body's changing. It's because I'm starving myself for days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what did you have an aha moment that you just went, I can't do this? March 17th was my aha day. (laughs) Okay. And why is that? Because that's when you came to Heartlight? Yes. Okay. So before that, was it fighting, fighting, fighting? And then your parents finally said, okay, we're done. We got to do something different. Yep. So you come here. Mm-hmm. Then, then what happens? I kind of just pretended like I was fine and like I was perfect for like my first, I guess, month and a half here. And I was like, I don't need to be here. I don't have any problems. And then slowly as I got deeper into level three, I kind of started to recognize there is problems here. And there, and the problems weren't with my family. Most of the problems started with me. Yeah. And So if you had to identify those, it'd be what? Um, like the problems that I'm current, that I yeah, started. What, yeah, what did you realize that was? Basically, I just started to realize that I was the reason why my parents and I were fighting. And I started to realize that I was trying to make what I was doing okay. Like I was convincing myself it was okay to do drugs. And I was yeah, convincing yeah, yeah. myself that it's okay to go party and stay out all night. Yeah. So, so do you think, 
I mean, part of it was you get to Heartlight, and do you think that your head was just clearing up a little bit? I and think And you started so. to think differently? A different atmosphere always gives a new perspective, and I think it was really good for me to get out of the life that I was living to, like, take a step back and really just evaluate everything that was going on at home and yeah. every all the decisions that I was making. Okay, so you come here, and so after a month and a half, you realize that. So... Are you ready to go back home after a month and a half? Absolutely not. <laughs> why? Why? Tell me why. Because, I mean, most people would say, well, I quit doing drugs, and now I'm eating. Uh, yeah. I would say that the problems, those weren't just the problems. Like, I have deeper-rooted problems, and probably those deeper-rooted problems would be, like, my self-worth and, like, my problems with letting guys take advantage of me or just, like, have me all at once. And well, are those coupled together? Yeah, since I'm not worth anything, I just might as well just yeah. do whatever. It's just like little things like that. Little I, things? Okay, little they're things. big things. God, they're kind of big things. I mean, those are huge things. Yeah. Okay, so you just let a guy do whatever he wants. Did you, at the end of that, did you just go, okay, this, I mean, did you feel like you were getting beat up emotionally? I definitely was. There was a lot of nights where I would spend by myself just crying, like thinking that I had no value and no worth because, for one, people told me that I had no worth because I was doing those things, but also I just kind of felt like a piece of garbage, honestly. So that drive you to do more drugs and get away from it and forget it? Yep. Which compounded the not eating which now you're looking at yourself. I mean, you. I mean, you're a full-blown almost addict, in one sense, whether or dependent, you know, yeah. on that, and it's just kind of spinning out, right? Pretty much. So when you, when did you finally go? I gotta, not just come into heart light, but when did you go? Things have got to change. There was a few moments before I came here where. I was having breakdown, like just crying and cutting myself and just feeling absolutely awful wait, about wait, myself. Wait, you, you kind of skirted over that. Doing what? Cutting yourself? Cutting myself. Wow. Yeah. Was that kind of payback for how you're screwing up? And wow. Yeah. Wow. Just in those moments, I just kept telling myself, like, this has to be different. I cannot keep living like this. But I could never drive myself to be different. I wasn't, my willpower was not strong enough at that moment for me to change for myself. Yeah. Or you weren't in the environment where you could. I mean, it, yeah. it, it was kind of rolling downhill and, and speeding up a little bit. So you're kind of stuck. I, I mean, it probably took your parents saving you from that. Because where do you think you'd end up if they wouldn't have done that? I honestly, I have no idea where I would be right now. Mm. Um, I don't think that I would be living at home. I would either be living with a friend or on the streets, probably. Wow. Wow. So what have you learned? I mean, you got oh here, boy. you know, five, six months ago. Mm -hmm. What's been the thing you've been learning the most? I think what I've learned the most is there's a very big difference between what I want and what I need. Mm. And that boundaries are the most important thing because I make used to make decisions based off of what I wanted. Yeah. And I look back at all of my decisions and I realized every time I picked what I wanted, I just ended up in a really bad, terrible place. Wow. Wow. And I've really started to like dissect my decisions and make sure it's what I need to do for myself. Wow. And it's not been easy whatsoever. Wow. 
it's been really difficult. Wow. But been good to be away from your parents. Absolutely. So you can focus on your stuff. Because with you were with you when you were with your parents, you were focusing on them like they're the problem. All the time. Yeah. So you get away and now it's your deal that you have to deal with. Yes. Yeah. The finger pointing has stopped. <laughs> it has stopped. <laughs> you love your parents? I do. You know they love you? Cool. Every phone cool. call, I just get so excited. I just cannot wait to talk to my mom every single time. Wow. And I, I am, used to hate talking to her. God, I am so proud of you. I am so proud of you. And I wish that anybody that's just listening to this, I wish they could see you and the smile and the beauty in your face. Uh, for everybody that's watching us, I go, this This is a young lady that didn't look like this six months ago. And so Absolutely she's not. healthy and... and uh, getting to a really good spot. Thanks for coming in and sharing your story. This is always wonderful to, to hear these stories of hope and stuff. Thank you for having me. You bet. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit parentingtodaysteens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit heartlightministries.org. If this podcast has been helpful to your family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.